Do you have a Duffy with a straw hat and an Alani shirt? No, we just have a regular Duffy. <laughs> There's another 50 bucks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> DCL Duo fans, we want to take a minute to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacations and love the experience and service we get from our travel specialist at Touring Plans Travel and know you will too. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation, Disney vacation, or really any cruise or land-based vacation, head over to touringplans.com travel for a free quote. Let them know that the DCL Duo sent you to help support our show, but we're confident that you are going to have the same great experience that we do when we use Touring Plans Travel. So thanks Touring Plans Travel for sponsoring the show. And now on to our episode. Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And we are excited to welcome back John Marone to our show. John, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. John, we're so excited to chat with you again. Yeah, we we are going to style this show as... So Sam and I are leaving for Aulani in... What is it now, Sam? 21 days. 21 days from now, exactly three weeks, we head to Elani with our son, our first time visiting Elani. A little bit of an unusual circumstance as it's kind of slowly reemerging from the pandemic. Lots of things open, still a few headliners that are closed. But John, who has become kind of a, a friend on the side here, has sent us this super helpful email with all of the stuff he did on his recent Alani trip to help us with our own planning. And we've gotten some feedback from some other folks, including Steve Creasy over at the DCL podcast and a couple of other listeners out there. And so we are cobbling together our planning for our trip. And we thought we would sort of share what that's like and offer up some things that you can do at Alani and around Alani that are fun to couple with an Alani trip. So John, before we dive into that topic, though, do you want to help folks uh, remember you've been on the show before, but help folks remember what your Disney background is, what your connection and love of Disney come from? Absolutely. So uh, the first time I was on the show, we talked about the big red boat and I was trying to remember things that had happened 30 years ago. So <laughs> good news is now we're going to talk about Alani and um, with it being less than three weeks ago, I think I'll be able to remember most of it. <laughs> I'm a Disney World guy. We went to Disney World for Christmas and Easter every year. The best I can tell from you know my parents' record keeping as well as mine, I've been every single year since they opened in 71. The only thing is I haven't been yet this year. So we're going to knock that out here once the once the fall hits and the humidity drops below 600%. We've <laughs> <laughs> done, um, I guess, five Disney cruises all in the dream. So we're switching to the wish. So we have two scheduled for, um, for next year for 22. So hopefully there's not going to be any issues with those. And then we've been DVC members. Our home resort is Vero Beach, and we've been there now for, I think, about eight years. Kind of able to use our uh, our points and get Alani booked. This was a combination trip of 2020 that was going to be Disneyland for four days and then head over to Alani for five or six. That got pushed back, and when they redid the the children's school schedule, we... I had no confidence that one Disneyland was even going to be open. And so, you know, you book this stuff so far in advance and I'm kind of lucky I did because for our dates, they were open, but California residents only. So we just said, let's just do Alani for the whole time for 10 days. And that was probably as much as I hate missing Disneyland to California adventure. 
was probably the best thing. We could have easily done another four to seven days and been fine. So wow. 10, day, 10 days was a great amount of time, but we also spend plenty of time heading offsite. So we could even use some more time there. So longer seems to be better, especially if you're traveling, right? We traveled from the East Coast. So yeah, yeah. Flying, flying all the way out to Hawaii is a long, long trip. But I was going to say, if your consolation prize for Disneyland being closed is extra time at Alani, it's not terrible. It's worth <laughs> in your favor. Yeah, that was a smart call, though, John, because we we kept monitoring what Disneyland was doing because we were itching, obviously, to get back to Disneyland. And uh, we had booked a trip for June, then we canceled a trip for June and rebooked for July. And then we were able to rebook again for June when it was clear Disneyland was going to reopen in time for us. But we went to Disneyland like right after, like within a week of when they reopened for out-of-state residents. And it was kind of a, a pain because you had to do it really last minute. Yeah. And it looked like you guys had a great time and you stayed Grand Californian, which is my uh, favorite place to stay there. So it, uh, you guys had a good time. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. But I, I wanted to key back into something you said a second ago, which was this, uh, you know, we could have used four, four more days or even another week because... As we've been planning our trip out to Alani and, you know, folks have been sending us suggestions and I've been, what I've been doing is taking all the suggestions and being like, okay, where do they overlap? Let's find the place they overlap. And it's like, there's, there's some, but there's not a lot. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to do here that people love to do. Uh, and it's, it's impressive. And so I guess let's, let's start with the resort itself for a second, John, what are some of the things that you recommend folks check out at the Alani resort? Okay, so we did um, just reading and, and following up. I had called DVC Guest Services months in advance and, at, and put in a room request for an even number room on a high floor. And we were doing a one bedroom ocean view. So there was uh, myself, my wife, and then um, our youngest children, so 10 year old twins. So that was it. So pulling, you know, pulling up to the place, I, I guess one of the biggest things is that you just don't realize is we rented a car. The Honolulu in, in Oahu is actually, I mean, it's a big island. You know, we're used, we, we do go to Aruba a lot, which isn't that big, but Oahu was pretty big. So we landed on a weekday, on a Wednesday at four o'clock. By the time we got our rental car to drive to Alani, it's 18 miles from the airport to Alani. It took us right about an hour. And it is traffic at Heading towards Alani late afternoon is incredibly busy. Heading away from Alani in the morning. So those are kind of the, the rush hours there. And it's not like, well, it's two lanes of traffic because you're in a Hawaiian island. There were eight lanes. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't four going each way. There were eight lanes going the way we were going on the H1 heading. So traffic and, the, again, Florida, where I live, is kind of a melting pot of traffic, right? Everybody's from somebody else. So you have this person drives like they're in New York City. This person drives like they're, you know, Illinois or Michigan. So it's a hodgepodge of, of just a ton of terrible drivers. <laughs> I love that. So true. Yeah. Hawaii, on the other hand, is the speed limit. If it was 55, there, I, I didn't see more than one car exceeding the speed limit the whole time we were there. It, it, they are truly on island time and island vibe. So, island lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's 55 and it's, we're doing 55. So yeah, Alani um, is in the Koalina area of the island and there's a Four Seasons, Alani, 
an Alani Res- uh, a Coalina Resort, and then a Marriott, which is, I believe, their vacation club or, or timeshare resort. Those are the four resorts there uh, in Co- Coalina. It's beautiful to pull up to. So Alani is great to pull up to. I'm trying to think we whether we had the choice. They did have valet parking open, but we were just going to drop off our bags and they took the car. We did self-parking, then we parked it ourselves. And there's a garage there. If your DVC parking is free, if you're not DVC, parking is $38 a day. That's expensive. Yeah, see, I think I pay less to park in downtown Seattle on a daily basis. Probably not, but well, but close. <laughs> that's like on is that's probably. I wonder if that's higher than what they charge at Disney parks in Florida. And I don't remember with the hotels, but I and I don't think the resorts are much different than parking at the park, right? Because I think the park is up to like twenty five dollars a day. It's it's funny because I just never pay for parking at Disney. As an AP holder, I get into the main, you know, the parking for free. And then as a DVC member for on points, we get parking for <laughs> I just never even think about the parking fee. But and yeah. we also don't rent cars very much there. But obviously Alani is different. Well, and speaking of planning for this trip, that was one of the uh sticking points. I had to rent the car like, I don't know, two months ago and slim pickings and very expensive. I think I think our car is like fifteen hundred dollars for the trip because they're at such limited capacity on the rental cars in Hawaii right now. So uh, as everyone's wanting to vacation there, but John, I'm curious, I want to go, I wanted wanted to rewind for a second. Something you said about requesting a specific room. How did you figure out which room or, you know, you said, I think you said even room, high floor, like where did that come from? So when you pull up to Alani, so there is the check-in lobby and kind of the, the main building, which is where you kind of see all the pictures. It's wide open from the front to the back. So it has a great breeze. But the, there are no rooms in that. There is a, the, the restaurant down below on the first level and the um, check-in area and everything is on the second level. There are then the two buildings that have all the rooms. There's the building on the left and the building on the right. And I'm going to mess up on the names and just not remember. But if I'm correct, the building on the left are the odd number rooms. The building on the right are the even number rooms. And so when I just saw pictures and did everything, now... The three-bedroom grand villas, I believe there's 20 of them. Those are at the very end of each of those buildings, and they truly face the ocean. That Those grand villas have a full balcony, the whole side of that building, that you just look out straight to the ocean. Every other room you can get. So even my ocean view, I was above the kids' play area and the snorkeling lagoon but you can see out to the ocean. I wanted to see that view because you can you get a better, longer ocean view. And it seemed like if you are on the left building, the odd number building, you looked more at the four seasons. So you did see the ocean, but you'd look more at the four seasons resort as well. So I don't think you can go wrong in either, but I will say we were on the eighth floor out of 15. So even a high floor, we were kind of in the middle. I wouldn't want to be, if I had ocean view, I wouldn't want to be in a room third floor or lower because you have tall palm trees blocking your view. So you want to be higher up. All right. Well, we're going to have to put in a request, Brian. That's actually really helpful, John. (laughs) I'm I'm dialing the phone right now off here. So we will call. We will call again today. I'm getting very familiar with the area code and phone number for Alani. Having the number of times I've had to call of late. One thing for our listeners that Brian just sort of mentioned is, you know, obviously we use touring plans for a lot of our travel needs uh, for 
And uh, to be transparent, they are a sponsor. They, of the are, show. they are. But we use them for a lot of our, our planning for Disney World and Disneyland and um, even Disney Cruises. Unfortunately, pretty much for Aulani, everything is through Aulani directly. And there aren't other, you know, there aren't other tools you can really use. And a lot of stuff for Aulani is you have to call. They don't have as much of an online booking as as Disneyland and Disney World. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. And we'll get into this in a, a second. But just to set this up, they have an app. And the app is the least functional of the Disney apps that I have come across because there's nothing in the app that you can... It just serves up information. But as far as I can tell, at least in its current iteration, and this may be due to COVID, there's no ability to click through the app to do anything like at you know Disneyland you used to be able to do your max passes through the app at Disney World you can you know do all kinds of stuff through the app order food you know that's sort of, there's nothing as far as i can tell in the Alani app other than online check in yes you can call the phones have been ridiculous and so they have a spa at Alani and the spa recently reopened and we've been trying to book we've been trying to book spa appointments by calling i sat on hold one day for 2 hours and the phone disconnected suddenly the phone message changed to don't call us right now, unless your reservation is between this date and this date, call after this date for reservations that are later. So I waited and called and then then it it changed to leave us a message and we'll call you back, which they never did. But then I was on the Alani website. You can just actually put the spa on the website and which I didn't realize. So I did that and no waiting, no phone calls, no hassle. Same thing with dining. We discovered you can go onto the website and book your dining. And so there's lots of places where they say call, but in fact, there is an online booking tool it's just not obvious or advertised. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy to find. It's not intuitive. The website is just, yeah, it does not direct you very easily. But let's circle back. So John, stuff to do at the resort, like what were some of the things you did at Aulani that you just really encourage people to check out? I think one of them was the snorkeling lagoon but that you sent over, but like that, what else? What else at the resort would you say definitely worth checking out? So it, to me, the resort is obviously built all around the, the pool area. And there's so much because you have the lazy river, you have the water slides, which are two different ones. One's a two-person tube slide, or you can do it as a single. The other one is just a single body slide. You have a pool, you have the, it, there's a couple pools. So again, you have that main pool. There's another pool with a spa, with a sauna that like, looks has rocks and everything around it that looks over the the ocean there is another pool in the back corner that used to be the adults only pool but is now open to everybody and then you have the snorkeling lagoon now the one thing to keep in mind that is actually pretty interesting to me was the hours of these so the snorkeling lagoon you can go and do it by the day, and Disney provides you with the equipment. So your snorkel, your mask, and a life vest. And if I'm correct, DVC does get a discount. I am correct on that. DVC gets a discount. But I believe it's like maybe $35 a day for adults, 25 for children. I could be wrong on there, but I'm pretty close. Or you can do a length of stay, which only increases it. I think it was the 25 went to 45. It it wasn't bad. And so for us being there 10 days, we just did the length of stay. You can just go get your equipment whenever you want. You don't have to sign up for it. You just go show up and they'll give you the equipment. You go, you know, take your shower, hop in the water. Oh, I'm excited. I want to do that. It's only open from 10 to 3. Okay. Yeah. So... And that's number one. Number two is the water is cold. So because it has the tropical fish in there, the water 
is the temperature for them. So, you know, my son right away, and again, he, he at first was like, this water's too cold. I can't handle it. And, it, you know, the whole stimulation. So his sister had to kind of hold him by the hand, swim with him, get him in there. And then once he was in there, he was good. So this is not like a bay that you're snorkeling in. This is like an enclosed environment or a controlled yeah, environment. Yeah, it really like is. Like a pool. It's just, it's just a pool. It, yeah. And it does have, um, it has a couple viewing windows that people can go and look and you can swim against. There's some things hidden that you can snorkel around and find on the bottom. Not much different than, right, Castaway Key, where you can snorkel, snorkel there. But if that, those hours aren't good, there is a cove. So there, the resort sits on a man-made cove with some rocks that kind of break the ocean waves. So it's very safe and smooth to go out on the beach and go into that water right there. If you paid for the snorkeling for the, the lagoon, you can get snorkeling equipment and take it out there and snorkel in the lagoon whenever you want as well. Cool. And what is, is, is there a lot of, uh, fish and other sea life in that lagoon? Yep. yep. Fish, sea turtles, you'll, you'll hopefully be able to see a lot. The water is real, really clear. And then as a guest there, you can get boogie boards for free. Um, you just have to check them out and every day they make you sign a waiver. So that is something, there's a couple different huts you can go do it at, but it is something that you get a pool band each day. We always went and got our pool bands for the following day. You can get them until 8 p.m. at night. And usually we'll start giving them out maybe about 4.30 or 5. So I would always tell you, get your pool bands for the next day, whether you're going to swim or not, just so that you have it. DVC gets a special band, whatever. I mean, it's just, and it's so they change it by the color. It's sparkly. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it for everybody. <laughs> so you want to get that. And they'll even give you your towels ahead of time. So. You know, we grab our towels, keep them in the room, and in the morning, we can go down and do it. So the snorkeling lagoon is great. The water slides and the lazy river and the kids' play area close at 6. And I believe they open at, it might be 9. Could be 8, but it might be 9, but they close at 6. And then the other pools and the hot tubs close at 8. So that's it. No swimming after 8 p.m. So really no, nothing after dark, really? No, nothing after dark. And at first we were like, ah, that's going to be an issue. But we were so exhausted every day that we'd be in the room and in bed by 8.30 or 9. And it seems like that's pretty common everywhere around there. Nightlife, there's an early nightlife and that is it. So swimming and everything, wonderful. You guys will get your bearings. Now, the one thing that I'll bring up is obviously the pool chairs, because it seems to be the hottest topic on any of the Alani sites. The rule is you can go down and grab a chair whenever you want, no matter what time of the day. But if you were before 8 a.m., you must be in that chair. You can't go drop your stuff off and leave. If you do, they will walk around, bag your stuff up and take it away. Okay, so you have to stay in the chair until 8 a.m. Once 8 a.m. hits, you can now leave your chairs and technically you can't be gone for more than an hour. Sometimes we saw that being enforced. Sometimes we didn't. It just depends what employees seem to be working. But what they will do is walk up to your chair and if there's nothing there, they will fold the towel up and put it over the back of your chair and then start a timer. And if nobody comes back in an hour, 
They will bag up your stuff and you'll have, you will lose your chairs. It's like marking the tires when you're parked in a, a spot <laughs> on the street. I've, I've, seen them, I've seen them do that on the cruise line too. I've seen them do like a special little towel fold and then, you know, they kind of come back around in a sweep. And if the towel hasn't been moved or someone's not in the chair, then they, they, uh, they take the towel away. So, yeah. It's not a problem to get chairs. It is a problem if you want chairs with an umbrella facing the ocean. Those are gone. Those were gone by 7 a.m. every day. Oh, wow. Did, did you, John, now, did you happen to get any of the, so we have booked, for our listeners, we have booked a cabana for one day. That was the only day we could get it. And then I think they call it, I'm going to get the terminology wrong, but a premium Casabella, I think they call it, for a couple of the other days that were there that were not planning to be out of the resort. They really felt like we'll use these as pool days and sit around. Did you and your family happen to get a cabana or anything like that? We did not. It's just me being cheap. <laughs> well, it, it's not, it's, yeah, it's certainly expensive. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's expensive. And I just compare it to like, I, I get a cabana at the Ritz Carlton in Aruba for, you know, in September for like a hundred bucks and it includes fruit and chips and water. And it's right on the pool and it's amazing. And, you know, I get a cabana sometimes at, you know, where we have our vacation house and it's 125 and everything. And, I, I'm just like, is it really worth three to four times that amount? I can never justify it. They're nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is Vegas level pricing for a cabana for sure, which is without the food minimum or the food minimum built in. So yeah. The the Casa the Casabellas are not too bad though. The Casabellas are like basically it's like two lounge chairs with this sort of tent looking cover. If if you can if folks search for it online, they can see it. But there's um there's six that are beachside and there's five at ama or by ama ama so they're you know and i think there's there might be some other ones as well so they you know there's basically a range of prices on the casabellas depending upon which location and um and they're a lot less expensive than the cabanas yeah they're they're nice and i think they're great to say hey i'm guaranteed a spot no matter when i go down there are some that are on the beach. They're on the grass right behind the sand. Those Casabellas are just two-person ones with a little canopy. Um, they're almost like the, uh, an extra-wide chase lounge. But those, I think, go for $85, but they only do those day of. Um, so you can't reserve those in advance. Oh, interesting. The other ones up, you can. So the ones you guys you know, reserved, you can book those ahead. But there's I don't know. There's maybe eight to 10 of them on the grass um, down there. You know, I looked at, we never had problem finding a pool chair. Now the pool chairs are zip tied together right now and the beach chairs in either two, three, or four. So you can't move them. You can't, you know, do anything along that line to be able to say, Hey, I, I need, there's two chairs here, two there. I'm going to move them all together and make a pot of four or whatever. They don't want you moving chairs at all. So they are zip tied together. We never had problems with a chair. If you wanted a chair with an umbrella, again, be by the pool before seven. If you want a chair with an umbrella and you want to be in the beach, we saw those that were available until at least 10 in the morning, maybe 1030. The beach chairs always went last. Before we head off property here, John, a couple more questions. One, did your kids, uh, the kids club space is not open right now or is open with limited hours? How's that working? So the kids club, which is auntie's beach house is closed. The grills are closed. Ama Ama is closed. So all of those are all down right now. 
There is a another little area where you can go in to do arts and crafts. So, you know, my daughter wanted to do a set of Mickey ears. So you, you can do that where you can reserve a time and they allow a few people in there at a time to make them. And you can do them where they light up as well. And if you're DVC, you can get a different color than anybody else. If you're not DVC, I think they light up and they're white. If you're DVC, you can get blue. <laughs> it's always those extras for those blue card members. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's another thing in there where you can go and you get a tablet and you can go around the resort on kind of a scavenger hunt. So it it tells you stories and videos and you have to go find things. And there's a lot of interactive items that happen while you're on this scavenger hunt. It's actually real neat. They say it takes about two hours to complete it, but they ask you to only have the tablet for an hour and then bring it back. And you can always check it out later to finish the rest of them. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's called like the Menahune something. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we enjoyed it. So that that's something that was definitely neat to do. And then the other thing is the character meetings. So the character greetings go on all day. They're not very popular. So there were a couple times we went up and we were the only ones. There were a couple times we went up and we were like fourth in line. I mean, it's it's not that popular, but you don't know who the characters are going to be, but they if you go through that Alani app, there's a four-digit phone number that's starting at 8 a.m. You can call, and they will tell you what the character lineup is for all day. They they had a good mix of characters. So you had your typical, your Mickey, your Minnie, your Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto. The Stitch was there, but we didn't go see him. They have Duffy occasionally, Olu, which is, I guess, Duffy's... My son bought him. He loved him because he's a turtle. So I don't know if it's Duffy's pet turtle, but he was there. Oh, he's a turtle? That sounds so cute. Oh, he's real neat. And he's and his shell on the back of his shell is a Mickey or that. So like we went and it was Mickey and the turtle as the two. Well, characters. I can already tell what we're coming home with, John. Thank you for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for highlighting the necessary souvenir. Well, we already have it. We have a Duffy. So I think we need an Olo. <laughs> Do you have a Duffy with a straw hat and an Alani shirt? No, we just have a regular Duffy. <laughs> There's another 50 bucks out the door. <laughs> yeah, we, we came home with the Alani Duffy, with the Olu, and then there's not just one Olu. There's like three different sizes. There's additional outfits you can buy. There's, <laughs> there was a lot going on there. So what you're saying is not only do I need an extra $500 for all of these stuffies that we're going to bring home, I need an extra suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. The one thing I will say is there, they were seemed to be saying that they were having issues just like everywhere across the country as with deliveries. So if you see something in the store, don't say, well, I'm going to come back towards the end of my trip and get it. That got us. There was a whole table of 2021 Alani ear Christmas ornaments. And we said, perfect, we're going to go ahead and get that. We went back a couple of days later, the table was empty. And we're like, where did you move them? And they're like, no, they sold out. And we're like, there was a whole table full. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, are you going to get more? And they're like, well, we have deliveries coming this day. And then two days later, just check. And each time they're like, nope, they weren't on this delivery. We don't know what we're going to get. They did say what they're doing right now is if you call the store, 
and they have it in, they will ship it to you. You just have to pay the shipping. So apparently that's not normal. But right now during this time, they're doing that, they said. Um, so char- characters and then you let me know if you want to talk about whenever you want to talk about food or restaurants there on site. You're segueing perfectly. I wanted to before again, before we get off property, let's talk about the on property food. I know Ama Ama is closed, remains closed. Very little news out of Disney other than it's coming back soon. Seems to be the continual refrain. So the restaurant offering is a limited right now. But what was your experience with uh, with dining at Alani right now? So it, not bad at all. So Ulu Cafe is kind of their quick service, but they have such a really good lineup. So it's an odd setup, though, in that some of the items you would order from the cash register and other items you would order from the register. But they have family sized pizzas that I believe are $20 with $250 per topping. They're really big and they always would have one specialty one a day. And then they have for lunch, they have made to order poke bowls with salmon or ahi tuna or anything, which were really good, decent size. Oh, you're speaking our love language. <laughs> so food there was never a problem in, in that. Not bad. I mean, a burger was 18 bucks and they don't have a kid's burger on the menu. So, you know, they have kids chicken tenders and like grilled cheese, but no burger. So you have to buy a full burger if that's what your kids want at that time. So Ulu Cafe was good. Makahiki is the sit-down restaurant, which has the character breakfast a couple days a week. So we did that, and we really liked it. I know a lot of people are saying that the character interactions aren't the best, but you, you walk in, you take pictures with the characters outside, you walk in, there's more characters inside. And we had a table close to them. So when nobody was coming up to them, they were interacting with our kids all the time. So I think it just depends where you are seated. But there you can sit inside or outside. And most everything. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing for us. We For 10 days, every meal we ate was outside, wherever we ate it, whatever restaurant we went to. And the weather was beautiful. Then we got home to Florida, walked out of the terminal, and we couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Makakiki has a um, a price fixed three course dinner. The menu looked really good, and the one day we tried to get in, we couldn't. So again, I guess if you're doing dinner, make a reservation there, and we didn't because I just didn't know what we we're going to do dinner wise. I didn't want to have a bunch of plans for dinner, so we didn't book it. But it would have been something that we would have ate that would have been fine. I want to jump in here on booking character breakfast as because Brian and I we obviously haven't been there yet, but we. In fact, just the other day, I set our alarm for 2.45 a.m., which is, you know, Seattle time. Pacific, yeah, Pacific time. Pacific time, time, uh, because the time that Honolulu and Alani are, you know, Oahu is on is three hours behind us. So I was basically trying to be online at midnight Hawaii time to book the character breakfast. It opens basically 30 days in advance, and it's not like... ADRs at Disney World where you can start booking it uh, based on the first day of your trip. It's 30 days from the day you're going to book. So 30 days before the day you're going to book a particular meal, whether that's breakfast or dinner. So that you can do the reservations online, but it does not populate until midnight. So I was online at 2.45 our time, so 11.45 uh, Hawaii time. And it actually looked like I could book for the particular day that I was looking at, even though it shouldn't open until midnight. But when I would actually try and select a time, it kept telling me unavailable. So I was actually at that point kind of 
pretty disappointed thinking, ah, that means they opened it before midnight and now I can't get a reservation. And that was our last chance for this trip because we had already missed the other opportunities. They're only doing character breakfast two or three. Actually, I think they just opened it to three days a week. So anyway, at midnight, Hawaii time, 3 a.m. Pacific time, it did populate. So I had to refresh and try and select a time. And I was able, I could have picked really any time for our party of four. And so I was able to book. But just giving a tip for our listeners, you have to be exactly 30 days in advance. You might not have to get on at 6 a.m. East Coast time or 3 a.m. Pacific time. You might be able to you know, do it an hour or two later and, and still get availability. But I would recommend if you really want that character breakfast because it's so limited availability right now, you probably want to get on at midnight Hawaii time. What else on the dining front, uh, John? You mentioned the, the quick serve and I'm going to get it wrong, makahiki. How is the other dining experiences that are, that are open? It, really good. So let me tell you one more thing about the quick serve. If you're DVC, go buy a popcorn bucket, pay for it once, and then all your popcorn refills are free. Woohoo! That, not even like on the cruise where you have to pay, what is it, like two, $2 or something for the refills? No, your refills are free. They, you bring in your bucket, you're wearing your DVC pool band, they'll go get you the refills. They don't refill your bucket, but they will give you two bags for each bucket you purchase. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> Sam's going to eat her weight in popcorn now, well, John. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Brian knows I'm, I'm a big fan of popcorn. And actually, our son, Nathan, is a big fan of popcorn as well. And so to me, it's like, you know, a perfect snack other than obviously a, a Mickey pretzel is my ultimate favorite snack. Yep. So perfect. So our favorite place there was actually the Leo room in the evening. So they have live music. You sit outside. It's, I guess it's on the site, it's more of their bar with appetizers, but we ate there two or three times. They'd have a different music each night, some of it, all of it local, but some of it Hawaiian music, some of it, um, they had some regular music. On, they had the same band back-to-back Thursday nights, and they were doing Journey and all kinds of stuff. So Thursday nights seemed to be a good one, then there were some other nights where it was you know, just traditional Hawaiian music. But to sit out there in the weather, have the band playing, have a couple cocktails, the kids were, you know, having their drinks, and then we'd order some, you know, a bunch of different appetizers. I thought it was really good. That place, we liked it a lot. Also, the other little huts and that that you can get, but there's the Off the Hook. Off the Hook is right outside of Ama Ama. I don't know. It's the same food in menu that you would order from your pool chairs. It, a lot of it just that, you know, it's, there is plenty of shrimp and sushi and, and different and salads and nachos and stuff like that. Yeah. Nachos and that pretty good. But again, you're sitting outside, you're close to the pool. It's nice out. It's a, it's a decent place to sit. So we ate there once and it was okay. Their specialty is the volcano fries, which were fine. I mean, fries with like a spicy sriracha on top of them. It's, it really was interesting. It seemed like so many places, their specialty appetizer was always something around French fries. <laughs> right? it, even, even though Aleo Room had a French fry appetizer that was really good, but it had a bunch of different Asian things on top of the big mound of fries. And then you can get, right, you have the shave ice location. The price is fine. I think it's like five bucks and add another dollar on to get the Mickey ears on it. 
just get your pictures quick because I saw 90% of all the Mickey ears on the ground. <laughs> you know, it's the thing, it's the big round mound of shaved ice and then they shove two little small shaved ice on top and they're not the sturdiest. So either you got to eat them quick, get your picture. Otherwise, the minute you try to hit them, put your spoon into them, they just flip over. And then there's another little hut next to it that we didn't get anything at, but it's all fried food. So it was fried fish sandwich, fried fish and chips, fried, you know, I think a chicken sandwich. And that looked fine. We just didn't want any fried food sitting around the pool. So those to me are kind of your your choices. And we probably ended up eating on property more than we thought we would. Well, let's let's move off property. There's still lots we could talk about at Elani and fish feeding. I'm sure movies on the lawn, all that sort of stuff. Tons of stuff to do at the resort. But the unique thing about Elani is it's on Oahu and there is a ton more to do. I mean, Oahu is home to Waikiki Beach, Honolulu, the USS Arizona Memorial, fabulous beaches on the North Island and the North Shore. So John, maybe to, because uh, we could go on for days about things to do in Hawaii, entire books written about it. Why don't you give us, start with non-food here, top three things you recommend people check out on the island of Oahu if they're headed to Alani. So number one is Koalina Ocean Adventures, the Sunset Catamaran Cruise. So you can walk to it from Alani to the marina. It'll probably take you 20 to 25 minutes of a walk, but it's a beautiful walk. You walk past, you know, the other coves, the marina's right there. We went out for the sunset sail, saw a ton of dolphins, saw a beautiful sunset. The owner of the boat and the two um, crew that he has on couldn't be better. They had food for you as part of the price, drinks, um, you know, adult beverages for for us, for the kids. They had soda and, and punch and whatever they wanted, cookies. And it was it was amazing. So definitely, if you could do it, Koalina Ocean Adventures right there at the Koalina Marina. Do the sunset. They do a snorkel cruise as well, which I hear amazing things about. They obviously were talking about it. Come back and do it. But the sunset was just perfect. It was really, really nice. And your kids enjoyed that? Yes, they were in heaven. I mean, just sitting up front on the boat with dolphins everywhere and watching them jump out of the air. They were having a blast there. And then they have another upper level that they said, why don't you guys go sit up there? And so they did. They were the only ones sitting up close to the sail, even though they never put the sail up. And so they they had a great time. And at the end, he um, let them sit on a little net on the very back of the boat. Let anybody do it as long as the room was there. But it's like telling the kids, you need to go do it. So they they were in heaven. So like they're, they're sailing. They got the water right underneath them. And the sun is just, you know, has just set that it was it was perfect. They were they were in all their glory there. So I, I can't say enough about that. So the sunset catamaran cruise was great. So we so the catamaran number one, number two, Kalula Ranch. We did the two hour ATV Raptor tour. It's just it's mind blowing how beautiful that ranch is. Just being off of the ocean, the mountains right there. It's between two mountains. It has a valley, and you go through it, and you wouldn't. The number of movies they film there is amazing. Besides all the Jurassic Park stuff, you know Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, all kinds of stuff that they have. 
it, it's a it's an amazing tour. I, I couldn't recommend that one enough. You get to drive your own vehicle. When I say ATV, I guess a lot of people would think of the little motorcycles, but this is more like a big giant souped up golf cart. We booked that on your recommendation. You're going to love it. The other thing to tell you, I'll tell you, you're going to get dirty. So like you are going to get filthy. So bring some, they do have sinks there at the end to wash up with and that. And I know again, with your son, my son, the same way, right? Dirt bothers him that. So like he wore his mask, he wore glasses, you, you wear a helmet and everything. So he did a pretty good job of keeping clean. So he wasn't all freaked out about it. You know, my daughter would roll around in mud and think it was the greatest thing, right? They're just too different. But you get filthy. So, I mean, bring some face wipes, bring, you know, even if you grab, you know, a towel or something from the resort, I think we grabbed a a hand towel and then we were able to just use it there, bring it back to the resort as well. So you're going to love it, but you're going to get filthy. So that's it. And then the third one, if I said, what was the third thing? This covers a lot, but you can download this um, app called the Shaka Guide. It's a audio tour of the island, and there's different tours you can purchase. So we purchased all of them, but the one that we really did was the Grand Circle Tour. It takes you around all the island, and it's GPS-based. So as you're driving past something, the narrator would come on and tell you, look to your right, here's this and that, you, you know, this is what happened in this area, or here's the military base, or just anything along those lines. And then there's stops along the way. And you can either do the stops or you can skip them. Because if you skip them, the GPS is just going to pick up the next place that you hit. So there were so many things that we probably stopped at that we would have never found on our own. And I think the app is I think if you buy the whole app with every tour, there's walking tours, a walking wacky everything. I think it might be twenty five bucks or twenty nine bucks, or you could buy a single tour for like fourteen. It well worth it. I mean, it was it was great. You just you know Bluetooth, plug it into the car sound. It, it, we just had a blast and and learned so much from that audio guide. And I mean, we stopped at a Japanese temple that was just amazing. And then there's food choices there, the Polynesian Cultural Center, Turtle Beach, which my son loves. We walked down there and sure enough, there were two big giant green sea turtles sitting right on the beach. <laughs> it, so the, there was so much to do. So plenty of other things that we did offsite. But if you said three things, I think the Sunset Catamaran, the you know Kalula Ranch, the two-hour ATV tour, and then do the Shaka Guide and take that tour. Now, to give you an idea of taking that tour, if you do the whole grand circle, we didn't stop everywhere. And I think it still took us, we, we probably spent eight to nine hours that day doing that tour. Wow. But, but again, you're doing so many stops. So you're stopping at, you're stopping at, you know, um, place for shaved ice, right. As a treat, or you're stopping for lunch or you're stopping at this beach and, and just pictures and that. So you know, like Blue Ranch is a stop. Well, we skipped it because we knew we were going back there. So like there were things that you can do to to make it shorter and do as much or as little as you want. We felt the same way with the kids. How would they be? They they had a blast. There was just so much to see and do. Well, in the, in the ATV tour, just for listeners, we did book that and it was booking up. So it was one of these things of, you know, book in advance, make sure you're, it, it looked like it's sold out, you know, day of. So if you want to do especially the two hour, the longer tour seem to be very popular. So all of this stuff, it's, it, 
it's not as bad as Disney World. Let me just put that out. It's not 90 days in advance, you know, but it, it does require some planning, uh, a lot of these activities right now. So Yeah, and the and the nicer restaurants uh, off property as well seem to, reservations seem the way to go if you don't want to wait a long time to get seated. Yeah, I, th- I think that is the case. So I think you want to book a luau ahead. It doesn't matter to me, whatever one you do, we did the Disney one, but you want to definitely have a luau booked in. When I say booked, I mean, as soon as far out as you can have it booked. With the ATV tours, when we were there, they were saying they were booked up for the next 30 days. Like no tours available at all for 30 days until at least, you know, here to mid to end of July. So you definitely want to get that ahead. The one thing that we saw and what, what they were saying on the news there is Wahoo is running at over 100% tourism from where they were in 2019. And it's definitely picking up. You can tell that it's getting more and more crowded, but people aren't traveling international. So if you want to go somewhere, Hawaii's open. The other thing I'll just tell you guys, we're Alani, it is it's quiet. You guys are, it's an extremely peaceful thing. So the fact that you're going to get out and travel and see the rest of the island is great. But with that, remember that especially for other people, not you guys, but other people. If you're thinking about, hey, I'm not going to rent a car. How long am I going to be there? You have your food there at Alani. There's an upscale restaurant at Four Seasons, which, you know, is really good. It's a Michael Mina restaurant, seafood restaurant. Ooh, Michael Mina. We've been to his a couple of his restaurants in Vegas. Yep, yep. So he has a seafood one that is right there at Four Seasons. And again, Four Seasons, it's 50 steps from Alani. So, I mean, it, and then across, you can walk across the street to where there's, I'm sure you guys have heard, Monkey Pod, Eggs and Things. There's a pizza place. There's a little grocery store. All of them great places to, to go, to walk to. If you head the other way by the golf course is a Roy's restaurant and then that's it. So if you want to try some real different things or you want to get some real local stuff for that, you're going to have to get away from Koalina. Otherwise, it's just very touristy right there. And then that's it. But it is it's beautiful. The grounds are kept up. That whole area is just beautiful. Well, so uh, I got two more questions for you, John, before we move into our rapid fire round. So. The first question is, I think so many people visit the Dole Plantation. Let me say, when I was a kid, we did snorkeling tours and went over to the Dole private island where they grew the pineapple and they had kind of a visitor center. I don't think it's anything like it was (laughs) when I was a kid. It sounds like a real tourist trap right now or these days. You know, you can get your Dole Whip and all that sort of stuff. but And wait two hours to ride a train. Yeah. I, have you been there? What do you, What's your thought on visiting the Dole Plantation? Because a lot of people seem to go and I've seen lots of video and photos of it, but I'm not sure it's actually a great stop right now. No. So doing our tour that we did the, with the app, the Dole Plantation, because we left from Koalina, was the last stop. So we got there late in the afternoon, probably an hour before they closed. So the tickets for the train were gone. I guess you could have did the walk through maze, but it really didn't interest us. They parking lot was a zoo. So, I mean, they have people directing you. It's like parking at a theme park. I mean, it was just packed. And so we walked in to the gift shop and saw the line to get Dole Whips and food. And we're just like, well, let's just get Dole Whip and get out of here. And it was a half hour wait. 
Now, the Dole Whip was good. I th- actually thought it was probably some of the best Dole Whip I've ever had. I guess uh, it's a little fresher right there, but it definitely tourist trap. So if you want to do the train, you get there right away when they open in the morning. Otherwise, forget it. And I mean, you could pretty much get Dole Whip. You can get it at Disney, at a couple different places. You can get it anywhere around the island. And I'll tell you, we had Dole Whip there once at Disney. And the rest of the time, it was all shave ice. I mean, that is what we went to time and time again. And we probably hit three or four different places for the shave ice. Well, it's it's funny, too, on the Dole side of things. When I was a kid and we went, there wasn't a Dole Whip. You didn't have Dole. You had fresh cut pineapple. Like they brought a pineapple in. They cut it up right in front of you and you ate it. It was some of the sweetest, the most delicious pineapple you'd ever have in your life because it was fresh out of the field. And some sort of like, I would go if I could get that fresh pineapple. Like, but the Dole Whip, I can get in so many places. So, um, and they do have the pineapple, and we had fresh pineapple at a place. But again, it it's cra- it was just crazy to me on some things, on some levels where it was a you know they cut the pineapple fresh, they put it in a container for you, and it was seven bucks. And it was like, I, I know it's fresh, I know it's here, but I can get a pineapple at Costco for two ninety nine. <laughs> And if you're staying DVC, you've got a little, you know, kitchen and some supplies. So you could really buy that pineapple at Costco and cut it up yourself and eat it in your room. Absolutely. Which is what we do. Save money, right? It's like we we ate out and on those 10 days, we ate out for breakfast twice. The other eight days, we had food in the room for breakfast. You know, we spend our money on dinners, right? Breakfast, who cares? All right. Last question for you, John, about the trip. And then I'm going to hand it off to Sam for rapid fire. But I got to know. I'm in Seattle. I'm a coffee fan. Did you find a good spot for Kona coffee in Hawaii that I have to try out? So you're not going to like my response for this because I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, We can't be friends, John. (laughs) Yeah, I like tea. Now, my wife likes coffee. Just there is a coffee place. So the the coffee at Disney is so-so. The stuff in your room was so-so. But there is a... um, there's a bunch of coffee plantations that you can go to and get some coffee as well. The other thing is right across where Monkey Pod and everything is, there's a coffee place there that my wife enjoyed. There's also a Starbucks there, but the local coffee place was really good. Yeah, I heard the ABC store that's there also, which is like a convenience store and sells alcohol, also has a little like a coffee bar in it. So I heard there's essentially three places like right across the street between Starbucks, the local coffee shop and the ABC store. And we like that ABC store. And another thing I'll tell you is some of the souvenirs and everything at that ABC store are some of the best prices you're going to find. Like they were selling um, Hawaiian coffee mugs for like $2.99. And that's probably one of your best place to get, you know, a lay. Because otherwise, th- that was the other thing. You're, you're not getting one when you get off the plane unless you order it ahead of time. You're not getting it when you check into Alani. When you did the luau, they had the nut lays for you at the table. So there were no flowered ones anywhere, but they do sell them at that ABC store and they're pretty inexpensive. The Costco also sells. Costco is one exit up on the interstate on, H, on the H1. Good, good prices for local. They have a section in the middle of the store that's all local for Hawaiian shirts, um, tons of different types of macadamia nuts and treats and snacks and that. So there are a lot of good stuff right there. So yeah, we had a hit Costco as well, besides uh, getting a few things for the room to have for the week, just to, uh, we would have went anyway. 
Well, John, we are so excited. And for our listeners out there, a lot of these suggestions that uh, John has given, we are either taking advantage of or I have been diligently writing them down on a post-it note to go check out after we finish recording here. I also want to give a shout out to other listeners and Steve Creasy, again, over at the DCL podcast, who sent me a lengthy text message with tons of information. He flies to Oahu all the time as a part of his job with Alaska Airlines. Yeah. And Jonathan and listener and friend of the show, Jonathan Heil, who has sent me tons of messages because they recently went to Aulani as well. And uh, a lot of food suggestions for places actually offsite, a place that's like, a, it's not poke bowls, it's like stir fry kind of bowls or something. And I can't remember the name of it, but sounded ama- sounds amazing. Uh, Loco Moco, I've heard, is, he said, is amazing. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to be we are not, trying. Yes, but we are not going to be able to take all of these suggestions and boil them down into our seven-day fabulous family vacation to Aulani. But we will take some of them, we will test them out, we will be talking to you while we're there and doing all kinds of stuff to document the trip and share it back with you. And so we can't wait for it. It's going to be amazing. But we have reached that point in the show where it's time to get John's quick fire opinions or rapid fire opinions on on DVC, I believe. And so Sam, take it away. Yeah. So John, last time we talked, we talked Disney Cruise Line. And so or we talked Big Red Boat, but also Disney Cruise Line in our rapid fire. And so uh, this time we've got uh, some DVC questions for you. And I, I will hit you with our classic questions um, before we hit the DVC questions, which may or may not have changed since the last time we talked. But uh, favorite Disney or Pixar character? I like Sully from Monsters, Inc. Favorite Disney or Pixar movie? So probably Monsters University, though it's hard. That the first Toy Story was the best. Favorite Disney song? We'll go classic. I I do like the Mickey Mouse March. All right. This question is going to be Alani specific, which was what was your favorite character meet and greet out Alani? Olu, just because my son. So he had his stuffed Olu. He was up on the stage. We were the only ones there. Olu was facing us. And so he was trying to show him the Mickey on the back of his stuffed animal on the shell. And if Olu would turn around and show it to him, and he did. So that was by far the best one. All right. This is a more, the rest of the questions are more general DVC. So what is your favorite DVC resort? So this is really tough. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to give you three real quick. So I think number (laughs) one, number one, I think is Riviera because it's new. The rooms are beautiful. The layout's beautiful. And the food is just top notch. Alani is number two. Alani should be number one, but Alani's number two. I think in some ways the resort is starting to show its age. I mean, I think it's 10 years old now and there's some areas that could definitely use a little refresh. And then number three is Grand Californian. I just, I think that right there. So I, I don't have a, Vero Beach is our home and that's always going to be special to us, but I think there's just some that are really nice right now. All right. Your favorite DVC pool. Oh, Alani, the hands down. There's nothing that comes close to Alani. There's just, there's so many pools and water slides of snorkeling, nothing comes close to it. All right. Favorite table service restaurant at any DVC resort? Oh, yeah. Topolino. <laughs> so good. So, so my, my last question is, is actually a question that our, our friend from over the, at the My DVC Points podcast came up with and we used on a, another show where we talked about DVC with him and another guest. Mr. Chad Pennycuff. Let's get to give him credit where credit's due. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Chad Pennycuff from the My DVC Points podcast. If you had 
2,000 one-time use points for DVC. Where are you going? I'm either doing the three-bedroom Grand Villa at Alani, or I'm doing the beachfront cottage at Vero Beach. So I don't know if you've ever seen those before, but those are standalone houses that are two-story cottages right on the ocean. You can't go out the back onto the beach. You, there is a front, but there's a swinging porch. There's a swing on the um, on the front porch. That you know, it's just they're great, and I th- they book up really, really quick. But that Grand Villa, we went and did the tour of the Grand Villa when we were in Alani, and um, it's nice. Well, we we will be staying in a two bedroom villa, Ocean View Villa. We're bringing along actually. Our son's uh, nanny, who uh, former moved, nanny, <laughs> former nanny who moved away uh, quite a while ago, but we wanted to treat her to a trip to Hawaii as a big thank you for everything she did for our family. So yeah, we're gonna be staying in a two bedroom while we're there, and we're really, we're really excited. We are super excited for this vacation. So <laughs> fingers crossed, everything goes well. All the pre COVID uh, testing works out in our favor, and uh, we can't wait to be at uh, be at Alani. So. John, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sending the email that you did that has guided us in a very fun direction, I think, for our vacation. And we are we are so excited. So thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to hear and see everything that you guys do there. And it'll be like I'm going again. I can't wait to, <laughs> can't wait, can't wait to see it all. So uh, I wish you guys the safest. And that's, that's it. There's so much angst and worry, especially with the COVID and the testing and everything. But I gotta tell you, we zipped through the line. We were there. It was um, a, a big non-event, thank goodness. So, well, it's fantastic to have John on the show today to talk to us all about his recommendations and experiences from Alani as we're planning our upcoming trip. As we put this episode out, we are leaving tomorrow for Alani and are excited to give it a try. And just also really appreciate all the listeners out there who have reached out with tips and suggestions and things that we should try. As I said in the show, we can't get to them all, but all of your tips and suggestions have fed into what we're going to do and we can't wait to experience it. So thank you. Thank you for that. We do have another five-star review we need to read on the air this week. And so this one's coming from Just a Disney Geek who writes, entertaining, fun, informative DCL podcast. The DCL duo are one of the absolute best Disney and Disney Cruise Line podcasts out there. The hosts and their guests are always knowledgeable, friendly, and a treat to listen to. As an avid Disney cruiser, I love hearing other fan stories about their DCL experiences, and each episode gets me excited for my next Disney cruise. Well, so glad we could help you out there. Just a Disney geek. We're Disney geeks, too, so really appreciate you writing in and letting us know your thoughts, and uh, the positive vibes always keep us going. So thank you for that. With that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love hearing from you and we love reading them on the air each week. So head over, leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Just let them know that DCL Duo sent you. You can also support the show by browsing to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and picking from one of our Patreon support tiers. We appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. So thank you. 
can also browse over to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. And we've got video content that'll be coming out from our upcoming trip to Alani. So head over, hit subscribe and check it out. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on this show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.